From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Michael Penix. For, uh, you did a top golf thing. Yeah, I did. It was fun. How was your golf swing? Man, better than any of the other players out there. I promise you that. I'm actually not that bad. I need to learn a little bit more, though. Who was the worst? Um, I ain't going to call nobody out. <laughs> I ain't going to call nobody out. You know, just when you went, go back and look at the Cal game, what did you see that you really liked? Um, I just saw that we fought all the way to the end. You know, we knew it was going to be a tough game. You know, they're a good defense. And, you know, just seeing the guys, you know, always, you know, just pushing. You know, it wasn't it wasn't exactly what we wanted early on. You know, we were moving the ball, but we couldn't get in the end zone. But, you know, coming out of halftime, being able to score three drives in a row, you know, that definitely made a big difference in that game. They looked like they were doing some things defensively maybe you hadn't seen before, you know, uh, this season. What did you learn from that game? Um... I feel like they, they did what we felt like they would do. You know, they, they were just, you know, just trying to make sure they uh, limit us with the um, explosive plays. So, you know, for me, I just learned, like, something I always knew. You know, just got to take care of the ball and, you know, don't get bored with the checkdowns. You know, that was the main thing about that game, you know, just taking what they give me and not trying to force the ball down the field when it's not there. How, how do you feel having a week off? How do, how do you feel about that coming out of the box? It felt good. Um, you know, just another week to uh, just recover, you know, um, any small dinks or anything that anybody had, you know, just more time to recover. It's, I actually like the time of our bye week, you know, it's actually around a good time of the season, you know, around this time, you know, it, people start getting banged up, you know, so I feel like we got it at a good time and, you know, we, we attacked it, you know, we took it the right way. We still made sure we got in here and got some work in when we needed to. And um, I feel I feel real good about it. You coming off the bye week, going to a Friday game, it's kind of reminds you of high school or something, playing on a Friday night? Uh, it, we played on a Friday night already before. I don't remember what game. It might have been UCLA. Yeah, so it, it's all football. It don't matter when we play. We play every day. We out here all the time. What did you do on Saturday? Did you, did you watch games or? Yeah, I watch games. We practice actually uh, during the day. We practice uh, majority of the day, and then uh, I was able to watch games after that. How much uh, rain experience do you have? It's supposed to be a hundred percent chance to rain on Friday. Um, I, I don't have much rain experience, but all I can say is I'm gonna just play my game. You know, obviously it's gonna be different conditions. You know, I might have to make some adjustments, but. I have no no words about it. I'm and still gonna complete the ball. Monsoon in Tampa? Uh, I think it was one, and I probably threw for 400. So we'll see. <laughs> Can you remember any bad weather games back at Indiana? Uh, yeah, but I wasn't playing. I was a freshman, but it was bad. Wayne, uh, we played Virginia actually. Wayne remember it. it was bad. He said he was on the sideline too. He said it was cold. It was cold that game. It was raining. Oregon State has a, a pretty veteran secondary. Do, yeah. do they look different when you watch them on film than, than some other teams you've played? Yeah, they, they, they look good. They look uh, real poised. You know, like they look comfortable in their positions. You know, um, they have no problems with pressing. And, you know, they, the, uh, I feel like that team, their coaches, they, they trust those guys. And, you know, I, I feel like they're good players. You know, that's a good team over there. And um, I, I like my players as well. You know, I feel like my players are good. The receivers are great. So um, it's going to be a good matchup, and I can't wait for it.
Uh, Mike, I, I wanted to ask you about, it's November now. It's it's kind of championship season. Uh, there's a lot on the line for all these games. And on top of that, we got three Pacific Northwest rivals for the final four games of the year. I mean, it, it, coming off this bye, does it feel like we're heading into uh, kind of an important part of the season? Yeah, um, this, this is a, a very important part of the season. You know, this is a time where it's like, you know, some it's like make or break. Like your your season is being defined in November. I mean, like whatever record you have right now, you know, it, in November it, it's really going to show. You know, so this is a this is the time of the time of the year where you really got to um, buckle down and make sure that you, you know, get get all those things fixed up. You know, we already got eight games under our belt. You know, just make sure that we um make sure that we capitalize on anything that the defense give us, and you know, make sure that we execute all the small details that we might have missed or messed up in the pe- uh, previous games. So um, this is definitely a real important time where we, we take it, we take it the same, you know, just as every week. But you know, we know we got to definitely lock in. It's, um, we got some good games ahead of us, and you know, the team is in a good place. You seem to be a pretty well coached team. Well, Oregon State's pretty well coached too. They've, they've turned things around quite a bit over the last few years. Six and two, six and two, two Northwest rivals. Uh, does it feel like this? is a big game it's, it's definitely a big game you know not just because of the record or who we playing you know it's just because it's the next one you know um, we treat every game um like 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 the same you know we treat it like our last you know we want to go out there and play our hearts out for each other and make sure that we go out there and execute at a high level you know so it's definitely a big game this this right here you know you you lose another you lose three games in the, in the pack you know it's like you're definitely out of the conversation you know but um you know, we just got to make sure that we uh, lock in and just focus on what we got to uh, focus on and control what we can control, and we got to go out there and get a win. I appreciate it. Thanks. You've got some wide receivers who've really stepped up throughout the year. How much have you seen the improvement from guys like Jalen and uh, Rowan, especially Rowan? Yeah, I've seen it a lot. Those guys matured so much, you know, since I've been here. You know, when I got here, they're already a great group of guys, you know, but just understanding the system, the offense, and, you know, just getting comfortable with it and having that connection with me, you know, those guys have been great. You know, we're, we're always on the same page. You know, they're where I want them to be. I'm put the ball where I know that they want it. And um, I feel like that connection has been real good, and, you know, I can't wait for it to keep rolling. It just seems like sometimes when you're throwing the deep ball to Rome, it almost seems like you're excited because you know something good's going to happen. Yeah, that's with all of them. You know, anytime I throw the ball, I know that some somebody's going to make the play, and, and um, that's why I feel real good and real comfortable back there in that pocket. <laughs> Rome. Now, obviously, they, they've hired a number of people here to, to kind of support you guys that way with education and right. those sort of things. What, what, what do you, would you say is, like, the best advice or the best the best piece of, of education you've received around NIL and kind of how to market yourself? I would say the best thing is just, you know, kind of going going out there and kind of taking some things. I think that a lot of people kind of expect to, for it to come to them, like with NIL, but I feel like the best opportunities are going to be when you, when you put yourself out there and you kind of show your personality and show people, you know, what you like, what you don't like. That way, you know, opportunities can come. And if you're just, people see you as just like a football player and they don't really know your, your, your personality or your, your, your likes and traits like that, it's, I think it's harder for people to kind of um, you know, give you opportunities and um, just being being social with whoever. You know, there's so many people that walk around programs. I'm sure all across America, important people like business business people like op- open up your mouth and, and, and introduce yourself. And um, I think those those are good ways to kind of translate into NIL and even after football. It's obviously it's a big topic nationally and in the media and stuff. How often are you guys talking about it as a team when you're when you're at home hanging out with with teammates? Man, right. How often does it come up? Um, not not really that much, honestly. Um, it doesn't come up too much. I think 
definitely more focused on, you know, playing good ball. Um, like I said, the NIL is, is nothing life-changing for, for most majority of college football players at the time unless you're, you know, getting million-dollar deals like, uh, you know, uh, young over there. But, um, yeah, it's, it doesn't come up much. I mean, we talk about it and talk about the different things that, you know, people get and um, try and figure out ways that we can market ourselves, whether it's like, oh, I got a TikTok idea, let's do it, or I got this social media thing, or just, you know, trying to help each other out and, uh, and to build that brand so that way, you know, big opportunities come for, for us and those who come after us. How's the bye week? It was good. It was good. I needed the, the week of rest for sure. I know the team needed it as well. So everybody got fresh, you know, enjoyed a little bit of Halloween festivities with spooky season rolling in. Um, um, and that was all fun. So it was good. What did you go as for Halloween? Did you go, did what you... I dressed up as? I was, uh, I was boots. Me and my homie, me and my homie Javon were boots and Dora. Um, hopefully I can get that social on social media because it was pretty good. Um, we had our map and everything, you know, and the backpack. Um, I was also uh, the Jabberwockies with all five, six of my roommates. Um, and we had a little dance routine that we did, which was also pretty, pretty cool. Um, I have another costume waiting. I need an opportunity to wear it maybe to a haunted house or something this week if I get some time but it was pretty good it was pretty good who do you live with I live with Javon um uh the homie Barry Sam Adams um Kellestine and uh Wilson Swartz yeah how much do you ever think about just kind of wanting to make a legacy at Washington because Washington they had some receivers in the past obviously Mario Reggie but there hasn't really been a ton how much of you when you came here was wanting to make that impression and leave a legacy and where do you kind of figure you're at it in that process yeah I mean it's been on my mind heavily I think ever since I've gone here everywhere I go I feel like it's important for me to leave a legacy and you know leave something for people to people to look back on and be like oh yeah he, he was really doing this thing so it's been on my mind a lot I've, I've looked up all the records um Reggie you know you got so many great guys who came through here, which have a, a, a pretty good amount of uh, records. Like, I think Mario got 18 touchdowns in a season, right? Which is it's going to be hard to beat. But um, you know, I always strive to, to to reach those goals and you know um, get up there so people can look back in the books and be like, oh, okay, Odunze was doing this thing. But but um, yeah, I think about it a good bit. Have you ever talked with or met Mario or Reggie? I have. I've talked with Mario. Um, I haven't met Reggie, but I've talked with Mario um, and. He, he's still as smooth as ever, still cool as ever. Um, and he, he was actually the one that, I think it was before the Stanford game last year, it was like, you guys got to hit the Heisman on the one time. You got to hit the Heisman. So when uh, J-Mac kind of iced the game last year, I think it was against Stanford, he, he iced him with the, with the uh, Heisman pose. But I still got to get mine in sometimes, hopefully, hopefully soon. But, um, but, yeah, I talked to Mario, cool dude, cool dude. How, how does that competition work Ron, when the, in the receiver's room when you're talking about things like touchdown records and now all of a sudden you want to get yours, J-Mac wants to get his, you know, Jalen wants to get his. How, how does that work? Does that actually kind of fuel you guys to, to even be to take that competition to another level? I think, I, think, I think it does fuel us a good bit. I think the competition in the room is um, important, you know, just making sure everybody's on their P's and Q's and competing with one another. Um, we don't let it, you know, overcome and become a selfish thing where we're trying to take away from one another, but kind of like okay I'm gonna go get my touchdowns and knowing that they're gonna get theirs they're gonna get their catches they're gonna get their yards but yeah it definitely fuels the competition makes us you know elevate our game knowing you know everybody in the room is trying to eat. I know that obviously the bye week came at a good time for you guys but in terms of the schedule knowing that you've got four more games left you can hit it hard you know there are four tough games left did it come at the right time for you guys or would it have been better to have it maybe even maybe a week earlier? You know, I think it came at the right time. I, do, I think it really did. I mean, we, we went into the bye week with two two dubs. Um, I think that, you know, 
having that momentum and being able to go into bye week confident and you know get our rest and you know come out and having four four tough opponents ahead of us it was really perfect time for us to reset be like okay defense you know what what do they need to improve on offense what do we need to improve on and you know being able to do that at a perfect time kind of allows us to fix those mistakes and come out against these four good opponents and, and play our best ball. Yeah, with Oregon State, obviously it, it feels like on paper it could be very much kind of a toss-up type game. Mm-hmm. You guys are very evenly matched, uh, and the rankings kind of prove that as well. Right. Being in Seattle, how, how much do you think that that's going to add in your favor? Oh, I think it's tremendous. I mean, I, I think the fans are going to get this place rocking, and, you know, when, when it's third down and, and I can barely hear my teammate across from me, it's, it's, I know it's hard for the, their offense to operate. And, you know, just being in this home setting, feeling at home, it helps It helps everybody play and, and know that we don't have to travel, we don't have to get on a plane, and, you know, all, all of that comes with we can we can be at our homes and be ourselves, and I think that plays a huge advantage for sure. And also, have the, have the guys in the locker room, have you guys talked about it being a Friday night game, knowing that it's a an ESPN game it's a national game and there's gonna be a lot of people watching yeah I mean it hasn't come up too much honestly we're not trying to make it bigger than it is we're just focused on Oregon State whether it was you know Friday Saturday Thursday if we played them on a Monday you know we know they're our opponents so it's um it's it's, it's definitely fun to have a Friday night game because you know sometimes we're, when we're at the hotel we see those Friday games and we're like okay let's try to see what everybody got so we know that the nation will be watching and we'll have to put on a show you're in hatchet 21st century tight end <laughs> Can you talk about how that happened, how it was posed to you? Uh, yeah, so uh, I think there was a couple guys banged up in the tight end room, and uh, so like goal line short yardage, stuff like that was uh, where we needed an uh, extra guy at that position, so they approached me and asked if I could do it, and I said I'm down to do anything to uh, help out the team and get on the field. Were you just wildly athletic that they came to you <laughs> instead of any other lineman? <laughs> I wish it was that case. No, I just think... Uh, they thought that I could be the guy to do that, so I uh, was just happy to help out the team. Coach Hoff mentioned that you play the mic on the punt team for their punt coverage. Just talk about what does that entail and kind of how much does that help you when you go play as an offensive lineman tradition? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely it's kind of like the quarterback of the punt team where I have to read what the uh, I guess the uh, punt return team is doing, uh, see where they're lined up and all that, make different checks and stuff. It's uh, it's fun. Uh, it's a way for me to get on the field and help the team out. And uh, I would say it definitely helps my O-line play out because I'm having to adjust to guys coming at me from depth. So that uh, definitely helps out. You've had to be patient um, to get on the field for regular scrimmage plays. And I know there's two seniors right now, so you're, there's going to be a, a huge need for you to step into it. But has it been hard to be patient? Uh, um, I'm just grinding every day trying to do anything to help out the team I mean I would love to get out on the field as much as I can Uh, that's why I'm grateful to be out there for punt and tight end uh, when they need me so uh, but yeah it's definitely sometimes can be tough to be patient but it's uh, also I know that I'm just following the process and it's going to pay off someday. Along those lines, Garen, it, it, with Mateo getting some reps and then Nate's getting reps as well and now you're getting reps in in different situations how does that keep you engaged? You know, because a lot of times maybe if you know you're not going to play or there's a high likelihood you're not going to play, sometimes mentally it's, you can probably yeah. drift a little bit, I think. Yeah, for sure. No, it definitely helps, uh, especially now that it's getting colder, it's kind of easier to drift out mentally and go sit on the heated benches. But uh, it definitely helps me stay locked into the game. I always got to be ready to go. I never know when they're going to call my name, whether it's playing O-line, uh, if we need to punt, or if they want to throw me in at tight end. I never know, so got to be ready. How does that help me? Maybe with the competition of the group, Karen. I mean, because it feels like everybody is—they could get their number called at some point. Yeah, for sure. No, I definitely think that it's a friendly competition. Um, everybody, like I said, or like you were saying, people are starting to rotate in more than I think we ever have as an O line. So it's definitely 
keeping like the competition high uh, and everybody's just trying to do the best they can and compete against each other. I know you obviously and Coach Huff and the, and the offensive coaches, you've talked about the tight end or the ancillary offensive linemen specifically, mm-hmm. but had they had talks with you earlier about the idea that, hey, you, you've been doing great in camp, we've got to find a way to get you on the field somehow, some way? Uh, they've like Coach Huff has always said, like uh, we're just going to try and just figure out different ways, whether it's punt, O-line, or uh, tight end, but they never specifically approached me about playing a specific tight end position until last week, and uh, I'm just hoping that if they need me again, I can I can pay off. So I forgot, did you travel last year to Corvallis? Uh, no, I did not go to Cor- I think that was one of the games I did not go to last year. I, I was just kind of curious, because generally speaking, and, and I don't know, maybe you can talk about it, is what you guys talk about in the locker room or what have you, but when you guys lose a game like that in that fashion, is that something that you put away in your back pocket and then all of a sudden the week comes back and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, it's these guys. We, 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 we don't want to let that happen again. Yeah, no, last year's loss down there was definitely tough, and no, we do not want to let that happen again. But I, for the most part, I don't think it's guys like out here looking for revenge or anything. They just, they're just wanting to get a great win against a great team, and uh, I think it might be a little bit of extra motivation that they got us last year. Yeah, and, and talk about just coming back home. And I mean, obviously, you had a really tough uh, road win, mm-hmm. and it's good to get that off, you know, uh, ticked off your box. But coming back home, especially. When you know that there's, you know, two teams at least on paper look pretty evenly yep. matched, how do you feel like the home field advantage can really play a factor? Yeah, I think it's definitely huge, especially with our fans when they show up. They get this place rocking, so it's uh, definitely a big deal for us when we're out there on defense and the opposing offense can't hear, uh, and just uh, the momentum you have at home, especially us being undefeated at home, it's a huge deal. I think in a game like this where it looks even on paper. Also, last question, I just wanted to ask how much have you been able to keep tabs on what Landon's been doing and just is that something that you always need to check in on? Is that just something that comes natural? Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, he's definitely one of my, uh, I would say he's definitely one of my best friends, not just being my brother, but definitely one of my best friends, so I'm always in contact with him. And uh, actually, last week after or during our bye week, I was able to get up and go watch his uh, league championship game. So that was really good. So uh, I'm always trying to keep tabs on how he's doing, whether it's school, football, just life. So yeah, I know. Obviously, it's been really busy for you too. So much going on in your life. But do you ever kind of drift ahead and think of what it's going to be like to to be? Uh, potentially playing next year, brother, next year? Yeah, no, I definitely think about it. Just think about how such a cool opportunity it is. Uh, we got to do it for one year together in high school. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a really cool opportunity, not just for us, but for our family and friends as well. So I'm excited to uh, get that possibility over the next couple of years. And when you think about that one year, what are the what are the thoughts that come immediately come to mind? Um, just how cool it was to get a play with my brother I'd never gotten to play any sports with him before like I'd always been too old to play with him and uh, just picking on him and beating him up and now he's now he's actually at the age and ability where he's even with me so it's just a really cool cool feeling to get a play got get to play next to him and got to play next to him so <laughs> I got you thanks Karen. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it have a good one yeah take care man when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Got Asa Turner. Well, it's fall weather. Oh now. yeah, it's coming. You guys, you, you must embrace that. Being, oh, yeah. You know, now that you played here, a got few to years. a couple years now. Now I'm just used to it. Come out here for practice. Still got the clothes on and stuff, staying warm. But definitely, it's a part of our identity. Yeah. And and now, do you, you know, did the bike week come at a good time for you personally? I think so. Um, personally, just resting up my body. Um, you know, I came back and played after injury and stuff like that. But um, those are some uh, physical games as well. And knowing that we got a physical game ahead of us too, so I feel like it came at a perfect spot. I was going to say, playing this game on paper, it looks really even. Right. You even look at the rankings are pretty close. Right. Everything else, the fact that it's in Husky Stadium, right. how important is that? Oh, I think it's big. I mean, we haven't lost here this season. Um, so that itself just means a lot. But um, also just knowing that um, for us to reach our goals, it's a must win. Um, so we can come out Friday night, give it our all. Um, and give the fans what they want to see. How, how much pride does the team take in that unbeaten record here? Um, shoot, a lot. And it's not even just us, it's just the fans being involved too. Fans, family, everyone being there. Um, that definitely is a big part um, and piece to our wins. How much do you remember last year's game in Corvallis? Uh, pretty, pretty. Uh, I just watched it on tape the other day, so a lot of the memories come back to me, but yeah, I remember it. And are you the kind of player that looks back at that and go, okay, I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm going to put it in my back pocket because I know we're going to be facing these guys in our house next right. year? I'll guarantee. I think that just learning from the last game, and I even watched my sophomore year um, game as well during COVID here and stuff like that. So all that stuff's in the past, far in the past, already a year from now. So I'm over all that, but definitely learning from same O coordinator and stuff like that. So definitely learning the same scheme and um, tendencies and stuff. Coach DeBoer said <laughs> yesterday that uh, – He's hoping that you guys have the, the starting secondary lineup that right. you guys were expected to have right. in week one. Right. And yet you guys literally have not had the same lineup then, yeah. in any week so far this season. Right. How, if someone would have come up to you and told you that, what would you have thought? Um, so, I mean, we got solid backups, though. That's the thing. And um, we always say that from the ones to the twos, there should be no drop-off and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's like different meshing with different people and stuff like that and getting some young guys in there. It's a little um, different and stuff. But, I mean, it's a challenge that we take. Um, it's a challenge that we've had to take the past few years, too, just that safety rotating and stuff like that. We rotate a lot the past um, years and stuff. So, um, no, nah, it's definitely cool to play with different players, though. Have you had to maybe rejig your, your leadership roles, be maybe be, get more vocal, right. maybe you know not get so much in guys' faces, but just make sure that they're aware of what's going on because there may be younger guys out there and right. they need to communicate? Right. I think, shoot, just with this new defense, no matter who's out there, the free and strong safety got to be very vocal. Yeah. I feel like us, me, AC, and then Zoe out there pretty much running the defense um, for front to back, back to front, everything. So um, no matter who's in there at corner, no matter who's in there at the Husky nickel position, um, the free and strong got to run the show, so it's vocal no matter what. Now, obviously, going back to the Cowboys, game you guys you went into halftime you hadn't given up a point right what what has allowed you guys to maybe slowly but steadily improve over the course of the year is it just knowledge of the defense knowledge of the individual roles what's improved I think uh just knowing some of the weaknesses of the defense that we've seen I mean not weakness of defense but weaknesses that we've shown and stuff on film um and people attacking those places um and just realizing um really self-scouting ourselves and the coaches doing that too find those weaknesses and then clean them up before the next uh, opponent gets the chance to um, beat us on those in, in specific with Cal what were maybe one or two of those areas that you realized you needed to shore up and, and improve on? I think maybe some of the run fits versus Cal. Um, we fit the run pretty good, pretty decent throughout the game, but um, there's definitely somewhere we could shoot potential tackle for loss or um, potential less yard um, gain or something like that. So when you guys shut down a guy like Jaden Ott, who 
going into the year had right. had some really good numbers, right. and now you're playing another strong run game. Does mm -hmm. that give you confidence that you feel like you can do it again? Oh yeah, definitely, most definitely. And then also just the week, uh, this week of um, practice and filming stuff. The our scouts giving us a great look of what they got coming at us with the shoot eye formation, 14 personnel, four tight end, three tight end, whatever it is. But our scouts giving us a good look, so I feel like we're well prepared. How does that extra tight end look specifically affect? The safety, because I would be thinking you're looking seam, you're right. looking at all these different things right. going on. How, is that something that you guys have seen this year? Um, no, not this year at all. Um, I think we've seen a little bit of it for Stanford, but I was out for that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even get a chance to see that. I mean, I scouted it myself, but didn't play against it. But no, it's something new that we've seen this year. Um, so it's going to be fun to go up against them. So how much is it having a bye week and having that kind of film study that right. you can really – I assume that's going to pay dividends. Oh, yeah, but the same thing. They got they got the bye week this week too. So um, we're kind of on the same page. So it's kind of just who watched more film, who prepares better throughout these next two weeks. Um, we'll see you on Friday. Mish Powell. Oh, yeah, my dad. I yeah. sat with with him or next to yeah I sat next to him uh, during a, the spring game. Oh uh, okay. A couple years oh, ago. okay. You, you could if you heard anybody in the stadium you could hear him oh. that day. Um, how's he taking this uh, situation with you this year? Where you know your prominent role? Oh yeah, no, he's taking it good. You know, he's a little bit emotional about it, you know seeing me like playing at this level, but he's very ha happy for me and just very grateful. So I'm just happy I'm gonna get to make them proud. And he's telling everybody I told you so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is it like that that first series you get back out on the field against Cal after after having to sit out a few weeks? Uh, I would say it felt normal. I didn't really think too much about it. I just went out there and played and just tried to make sure that there wasn't any drop off from when I uh, got hurt the Michigan State game. With the five guys that you had starting against Cal, was it a little bit like we hadn't been back together like this for a while? Yeah, we were joking about that. Like me and Jordan, last time me and Jordan played together was versus Kent State, and then he went down. So then the week he was supposed to come back was the week that I got out, and then like Asa was out for a little bit. So like we were kind of just joking about it and laughing that like we all got to look at each other on the field and see each other. Like, oh yeah, like okay, like we're finally all together now. Oregon State looks like they're running the ball quite a bit. What are you seeing so far on film? Uh, physical team. They're a really physical team. I think that's what their that's what their motto is: being physical, out physical. Um, being tougher than the other defenses with their offense and I think they want to grind it out and just you know see just take it to the wire you just you know when they're running the ball as much as they do do you find yourself wanting to kind of creep up a little bit yes and no because I'm, I'm disciplining my technique and stuff like that so if I'm told not to be up there you won't see me up there but if you guys do see me up there I'm supposed to be up there are you 100% I'm feeling great right now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling amazing right now. I'm just blessed to be back out here. Ready to play in a, in a wet bowl here Friday night? It's supposed to be 100% rain. Yeah, I heard. I mean, it's dog weather, so I'm excited. Have you played? It's, it's to not only rain, it's not supposed to be real nice out. Can you remember playing in any other bad weather games? I would say the ASU game last year, was that was bad. It was windy, cold. Um, it was just, it was all bad. I had to put on multiple layers, but it was fun. I, I like playing games like that, especially especially at home, so I'm excited. When you play in a bad weather game like that as a corner, you know, mm -hmm. I'm guessing it impacts the offense more than the defense. Can you kind of sense that they're uncomfortable at times? Yes, you, you can start to see in terms of their scheme. If they're a more heavy passing team, you start to see them run the ball a lot more. Or you start to see them like throw maybe shorter passes, intermediate routes, not really taking shots that they usually do. So you can kind of tell that they're they want to adjust a little bit due to the weather conditions. What were you doing during your time down? I just watching film, working out, and just trying to get my body right. And last week with a little bit of time off. Last week I just relaxed and then spent time with my family in the bye week and just made sure I was just my body right so I can come out and practice really well for a good game on Friday.
you may have addressed this, but but being as physical as, as you are in the run game and also sniffing out a screen, and yeah. how much pride, not every corner plays that way, but how much pride do you take in your ability as a tackler? I take big pride. I think I feel like that was, that's what separates people when it comes to play defensive back. You know, people are known to cover as well, but if you can add that physical side that you can come up and fill gaps, you can come up and read screens and things like that, I think it adds more to your resume and adds more to your ability and you can be used in a lot of different places. I feel like you, you guys are still a ways from your ceiling defensively for, for what you're capable most of. Definitely, 100%, 100%, most definitely. What, uh, what do you think it is you guys haven't haven't shown yet that you think you've, you've still kind of got in the bag? I just think we want to show that you know we are, I think we've been playing pretty well in the back end but not to the standard that we want to play at, not to the standard that we know is upheld here. So I would say just playing to that standard consistently. We can have some drives where we play really well and some drives where we don't. So just being consistent, you know, that's what makes the secondaries the best in the country, and that's what we want to be. Is that's in order to do that, you got to be consistent. You know, getting off on third downs or just making plays, turning the ball over, getting the ball back to the offense. So it's things like that. Coach DeBoer mentioned that when you have so many young guys in the back end, a lot of times you just you try to play more base, you make you simplify right. things a lot, and you, know, you guys have had to do that. Is there a lot more schematically as well that you guys maybe haven't taken out of the bag to this point? I would say everything's up for, up for up for the table this game. So I think you guys are going to see a lot of what you guys saw before and just even a little bit more. One of the things the coaches have mentioned has been the takeaways and lack of takeaways. What can you guys do to uh, make more big plays like that while not gambling too much and giving up a big play? I will say a key thing, I think it was just punching and ripping at the ball. I think... Me personally can do a better job, but just as a defense, you know, when the ball, you'd be surprised like how many running backs or receivers kind of carry the ball very loosely. So just us just punching and ripping at the ball when they catch it or if they're running the ball, I think that can make a huge difference and be a big game changing play, especially it will be raining too. Is that something you notice on film? What do you, sorry. Not you're carrying the ball loosely. That's something that we see, yes. Either you see how they run after their catch, like their yak, or you see like maybe have they lost any fumbles previously in other games. Alex had mentioned that there's more of an emphasis on third down now in practice. And yes. You guys are actually running if you don't get off the field right. on third down. Can yes. you kind of tell us more about what you guys do in practice to work on that? Well, we just feel once it gets to like third and five or third down and they're passing the ball we feel like that's whether it's the back end's job to get off the field and give the ball back to the offense so we feel like we've been doing an okay job but we're like I said before we're not doing it up to the standard that we need to be doing that and a part of that is being consistent so we can get a third down stop every other down but we try to every time we see it's third down and they're throwing the ball that you know every fan everybody on the field knows that okay the DBs are going to step up make a play and then get off the field why has it been so specifically hard on third and long I mean those are situations that you guys want to be in right Right. as a defense I'm not sure why it would be so hard I would just say the next couple games you guys are going to see that okay like when you get to third and long we're going to be making a lot more plays okay I love it tell me about Oregon State and a team that likes to get tough, likes to get physical. How does that kind of change your approach in your game? I don't think it changes my game. I like playing physical. I feel mm-hmm. like if you're playing soft, then you know I'm just going to dog you out the whole game. So I'm just excited for the challenge and excited to compete against those guys. I know a few guys on those teams, and mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to going against them. They're a good team. They're physical, like you said, and you know we're physical too. So I'm yeah. excited to see what happens on Friday. Who do you know on the Oregon State offense? Uh, I played against in 7-on-7, seven seven, uh, Josiah Irish. Okay. Um, 
Treshawn Harrison, and then they have a DB that uh, I played some with as well. Does that lead to maybe a little more talking when you know those guys personally? <laughs> no, I, yeah, uh, no, I like to keep to myself in game. If they say something, I may say a little bit back, but, you know, I'm really locked into the game. You know, it's not a one-on-one game, so mm-hmm. I'm not really focused on him. At the end of the day, it's, you know, our 11 versus your 11, so I just whatever happens, I hope that we win the game. And then Kalen had mentioned on Monday that this will be the first time since the opener that you guys have had the four DBs back there together that yes. you wanted to go with from the beginning with you and Jordan and Alex and, right. and Asa. How frustrating is that, that this group has not been able to get on the field together? Right. It was a bit frustrating at first, but you know, you just have to just trust. I'm a firm believer in God, so I just trust him that all this stuff is happening for a reason. So just being back out here like in the Cal game, being able to see play with them, and then now coming out this week and be able to play with them. I'm, I'm yeah. just excited. Can't really think too much about the past and just worry about what can I do today and tomorrow to maximize my day so we have a good game on Friday. Do you sense that this group is now even by default deeper than they were because more guys have had right. to play? Yeah, no, I would say most definitely, especially our young guys now, them having to play for those stretch, I feel like they're a lot more polished and a lot more confident in not only their skills but yeah. the schemes, getting to go against – other teams and having to adjust to certain things that they see I think that's great for them that they got to experience that and they still are going to get in and experience those things like that so I believe that it was great for them to see that and now that's only preparing them for the future what do you see from guys like Elijah Jackson and Javion Green that Uh, should get Husky fans excited oh young athletic (laughs) jump run they can cover they're smart intelligent they're the next guys up most definitely yeah. All right. Go get him, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. I just wanted to ask you, you know, you played young when you were young. Right. Just, when you take a look at J.V. Young Green and mm-hmm. Devon Banks, how hard is that? I mean, you can look back and right. understand how hard it was that back then. I would say playing young, you can have a lot of nerves or just not even playing young. I would say just your first time playing. You can have a lot of nerves and you can have a lot of worries and doubts. But what happens is if you just watch tape a lot and you really focus on what the teams are doing and then you go into practice and carry it out and really like play hard like it is a game you know we emphasize that it's playing practice like it's a game so running to the ball driving to the driving to the man doing everything that you would do in a game you do in practice you know practice execution becomes game reality so that's a key saying that we say out here now so I would say for them they're they're young but they're very talented so for them, like I said before, getting those reps, I think it's going to prepare them for it to be really good now.